This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A very good evening one and all and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. Strap yourselves in because over the next hour we're going to be talking all things Mansfield Town. Is Danny Rose about to leave the Stags? Am I crying over Paul Digby's exit? And can the Stags achieve promotion this time around? By the fans, why? Because Mansfield matters. My name's Craig Priest. Alongside me tonight, Cam Felton over in the far corner. Evening. Paul Digby for one final time in the middle. And Nathan Edge as well. He's back. No Simon Mercer tonight, unfortunately. It is his actual anniversary today. With Don't you dare cover Paul Digby up. Otherwise, <laughs> me and you, are, I'm going to chuck <laughs> oh, you out the window. starting already. I know. It's, oh, it's starting already. Just stop it. Stop it. No, uh, almond milk. God, already. Lettuce. We f- are we done? Are we, fin- are we finished? Are we finished? No Simon tonight, obviously. It's his uh, well, anniversary tonight. We're literally less than two minutes into the podcast here and we're already at each other's throats. No Simon Mercer tonight. It's, it's his anniversary with his girlfriend. So congratulations, he's in- congratulations yeah. Charlotte, for keeping yeah, him around. Yeah, and uh, we hope you enjoy your night. <laughs> Moving swiftly on now, it is me, Cam and Nathan here uh, this evening, we're talking all things Mansfield Town, get your comments in below, as always, really want to see and hear your thoughts tonight, do apologise if you hear sort of, you know, some random music and some kids shouting, it's because the windows are open in uh, the little room where we do the podcast, and let's be honest, probably a good thing because nobody wants to see us topless, sweating like idiots, so the, the windows are open. Uh, yourself. Well, 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 are you trying to say that you want to see me topless? Is that what? No, definitely. Thank not. you very much. I'm blind. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thank God for small mercies, isn't it? Uh, first and foremost, before we get started, 
with tonight's show. I want to say um, a massive, massive thank you to every single person who came along to Legends Live. You can see the poster behind Nathan uh, and the signed shirt behind Cam as well. A massive, massive thank you to everybody who came along to Legends Live on Friday at the Sandy Pate Sports Bar and Restaurant. It was a fantastic night. Capacity uh, in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar. It was standing room only. We had a great, great, great night and uh, you know we've raised over £200 for charity as well. There are still some Mansfield Matters mugs to be collected uh, so I'll be in touch with you if you've ordered one and there are still some to buy as well more on that later on but before we talk Mansfield Town here and now let's quickly have a reflection on Legends Live Nathan what a what a night yeah it was um, I mean I, I just arrived back from uh, Worcester that day so I've been on, on guide dogs training uh, with, with my new guide dogs so uh, I've not been involved with the planning process as much as you guys so uh, first of all well done to you for, for putting together such a fantastic event but when I arrived, uh, obviously I arrived and I sat with uh, Sue and Kevin and um, uh, Kevin Bird and uh, we just sat in there and you sort of feel the, for me I sort of felt the atmosphere growing and as, as people sort of started coming in it was, uh, you know, the one thing I was worried about was people not turning up or the legends not turning up for example as well and um, it was a really nice feeling just to see a lot of people in there ready to uh, see a great night and obviously the legends turned up and uh, Thanks for all the hard work I've put in there. It did turn out to be a fantastic night. Yeah, it was. Cam, you were watching from the sides. You were doing the PA for us. A cracking job you did, ish, other than the start with the microphones. But that was my fault. Yeah, there was um, no microphones. You were because you were sort of watching it from the side a little bit. You know, this is the first time we've really had to talk about it. What sort of stories do you re- remember from the night, and which sort of you know made you sort of stand back and think, yeah, this is this is worthwhile. This is why we're doing a it. A lot, a lot of the Cox and Morris stuff. Obviously, I knew most of that stuff anyway because it's like the time that I've been watching but Barker was a li- just as I was starting to watch football so it was very hit and miss whether I actually went to the games or not so I didn't I didn't particularly know much about the club at the time I knew about the club I knew a couple of the players I knew the ground because growing, growing up around Mansfield and all that but being able to actually hear what was actually going off uh, from what was actually going on inside the club obviously Barker's transfer Transfer in inverted commas, pretty much kicked him out the door. But um, just hearing it, it's you can read about sort of that sort of stuff in an article or in a book about the players' careers. But to actually hear it live from themselves and actually like being able to talk about it a little bit more, it was just a little bit different. And bringing everyone together for such a great, uh, great char- uh, charity, charity. I think I've got these. Twisters yeah, tongue twisters, yeah. Last week, me tonight. I'm going to drink a Coke. That's all good. But, I mean, <laughs> um, the, the big question is, though, Nate, you know, we did raise a lot of money for, for charity, over £200. There's still some money to be collected. And if you want to get involved as well, you can buy yourself a Mansfield Matters Legends Live mug. More on that in a, in a little while. But the thing is, as well, the big question is, we've done it once. Lots of people, the common question is, are we going to do it again? Are we going to do it again? I surely hope so. Cam, are we going to do it again? Ish. Damn straight we're doing it again. <laughs> Stay tuned for more details on that because we will be bringing Mansfield Matters Legends Live back and we will also be bringing back Mansfield Matters A Trip Down Memory Lane where each month we're going to be sitting down in a venue with a, an ex-player um, to basically um, you know, have a chat about... Um, have a chat about everything that's going off and their careers and things like that as well. So that's going to continue. Legends Live will be back as well. More details on that. But now it's the important thing. I'm back. Cam's back. Nathan's back. Simon's back. Simon's in the middle there in the form of Paul Digby. Uh, we've had a bit of a change of set, as you might be able to tell. Um, still some smooth features. This, the one thing which these two have delighted about tonight is the fact that... 
New chairs. Yeah, yeah. With a bit of a cushion in it as well. Yeah, they're a bit soft. I mean, yeah. To be honest, I'm not gonna. I, mean, I hate to offend you, Craig, but the last yeah, chairs. Well, no, I love yeah, you, love it. I, I love you it. You love it. You love it. Go on. But I mean, the last chairs was just as bad as sitting at Saltergate. So. Um, Oof. Was, Ooh, that I, is I, I left you with splinters, so I'm very sorry, but um, I, I I appreciate the work you put into getting some new chairs for us. This, uh, this I appreciate series, more than this series. The backrest than anything. You walked oh. out of the podcast last season it'd be like you'd have back aches you'd just be sat forward all the time so you'd fall backwards the things we went through for you guys at home eh yeah, well, no, well, you, you guys will, will never never know. Uh, as always, though, this show is about you, and uh, we want you to get involved, as always. Get your comments in in the live feed. I have got um, the phone with all the comments in as well, um, so there is that as well. We will hear this evening from David Flickcroft, we'll hear from Matt Preston and Conrad Logan, but let's start with the main talking point uh, this week. I haven't done any notes for this week. Usually I'm sat here with a load of notes and I've got an idea of where this is going to go. This is going to be an hour and a bit of going off on a tangent. But the where, the place it's going to start is with me ranting a bit. No, it's not. The place it's going to start is with the main news this week. Danny Rose, on Wednesday night, handed in a transfer request to the chairman, John Radford. What a bitter blow that was, Cam. We say bitter blow. We knew it was going to happen at some point. You think... We were lucky not to lose someone like Alex McDonald and he signed a new contract. But I think what makes it more disappointing that Danny decided to leave is that he signed a, a quite a big new deal back in January to keep him from bigger clubs, I suppose. Would there possibly have been a, a release clause put in there because they knew that they'd get that interest once the summer rolled around? And we can probably guess where the interest has come from. Well, this is the frustrating thing, isn't it, Nate? This is the one thing which we're sort of scratching our heads a bit. We don't know who to believe. The Peterborough chairman, Dara McAnthony, tweets that Radford has contacted Evans to say that Rose is surplus to requirements. Would he like to put a bid in? So Peter have put a, Peterborough have put a bid in. Then we're denying that we've contacted them. And Who do you side with here? Who do you believe? Well, I know how I believe. Uh, I mean, people can make their own decisions, but given what happened... Uh, in February time who were the ones that were lying then that was obviously Peterborough so uh, they seem like a club who are very unprofessional in my opinion um, and I feel like they're just staring staring things and it's right up something that Steve and, and Dodger would do That you know, it's, it's something that they would thrive off isn't it let's be honest we know that from when they was here they love a bit of controversy they love to do things that would put themselves in a in a in a more benefit state themselves and um, this probably would because at the end of the day um, this is only going to work in their favour now because they could probably they're thinking they could probably get Danny Rose on, on the cheap if they are really interested if it's all true so um, you know I'm, I'm putting my trust in the, in the Radfords here and I feel like they I feel like they've learned from their past and I feel like they will do things as professional as they can so I feel like it's Peterborough trying to did pull one over us again let's go to a few of the comments that the comments are absolutely flooding and so we're to do bear with me I might have missed a few of yours but uh, I'll go through as many as I can uh, David Rosk says uh, Danny's head has been turned shouldn't uh, shouldn't be in the team again Craig Foster says forget Rose new start we go again we don't want players who don't want to be at the club Liam Palmer says ask do you think we'll get promoted this season we'll come on to that later on um, let's stay on the Rose thing for a moment Ian Hibbert says I've already said we won't miss Rose if he goes uh, had a great half a season then did nothing when Evans left uh, Peter says, "I've got to click on this to see more." It's an essay. Um, <laughs> is it Rose? 
Is it Rose who doesn't want to be at the club or is it the club who don't want him? There's a difference. He went to Portugal not figuring in pre-season due to an injury. Played behind uh, in a behind-closed-doors friendly. So exactly what is going on. Didn't play a lot in that day. Only played 20 minutes in that mm. friendly. Uh, Paul says, um, what's your guys' thoughts on Rose? Will he go uh, to Fat Boy's Pie Shop? Um, Callum says, just shows uh, contracts don't mean anything anymore. Best of, best of luck uh, to Danny um, unless he goes to Peterborough. Um, Ian says Rose won't be here so see you later Richard says new comment uh, not seen this name before so Richard thank you very much for getting involved surely this is down to Flickcroft not fancying uh, Rose and Danny um, realising his chances may be limited um, so why not move on rather than sit on the bench let's address that first before I read anymore because they are flooding I'm struggling to keep up with them Um, I always thought that the the two got on because Flickcroft brought him through at Barnsley um, and you know, coached him well there and thought highly of him. Then had him again at, at Berry, and I always thought it was my understanding that Flickcroft brought Rose to Berry, but I'm now being told that it wasn't, and in, instead it was the opposite way around. Flickcroft then enforced the move to us. Is there a bit of that? What? Where do you go on this? Because when I first just tell this little, little story, remember when Flickcroft was appointed in the in the snow? Remember, remember that back yeah, in when was that yeah. March time? Um, I was at the Flickcroft press conference through work and I was talking to, to Ben Futcher and uh, having a conversation with him and Flickcroft was, was there as well. The players walked up past the 1861 uh, entrance and Danny Rose was there. Bear hugged Flickcroft and said, hello gaffer, how are you? I thought they were friends, but the stories which are coming out now contradict that. <laughs> the thing is with that, like if you put yourself in that situation and you're going to try and rebuild the, the relationship regardless of what happened before... You know, if you're that player or the manager, you're gonna want to come off to get off to a good start. Now, there's been a lot of time since then where things could have gone sour again. So, you know, regardless of whether it's happened two times before, well, well, bearing in mind it's happened two times before, which is what seems to be the common story out there. Um, they could have very well greeted each other like that, but things could have very well gone wrong between now and then. That's my sort of personal thought on that already. Um, but I think it's important to actually consider that whether. It is just Danny Rose, he's had his head turned and he wants to go to Peterborough or, or wherever. It could be somewhere else for all we know, but it's looking like it is Peterborough. Or is it something down to the relationship between Flickcroft and, and the player? But I think I feel like something like that we're never going to actually find out. We can speculate, but we're never going to know. We'll find out in five years' time when we bring Danny Rose back to Legend Live. I just want to comment on that. And the thing that I've been quite disappointed about, I mean, obviously I'm disappointed that Rose's hand in a transfer request um, you don't want to see any player doing that and I feel like now he's done that it's right for us to let him go because as everyone says there's no player that's bigger than, than, than Mansfield Town or there's no player bigger, bigger, bigger than any club out there let's put it that way but second of all I'm a bit disappointed by the fans' reactions I feel like we were very quick to forget what, the, what players have done for us and in some ways it was the same with Matt Green You know, when he left a lot of people forgot that he's probably scored the most crucial goal in our history and now I'm not comparing them to Matt Green because I, I feel like they're different in, in a lot of ways and obviously I don't think Danny Rose has offered anywhere near as much as what Matt Green did but I feel, I, I'm feel i a bit sad to see that a lot of people saying that he, he was worthless to us I feel like he still had a lot to offer in this season even though he did you know drop off towards the second half of next season I feel like he still would have been a crucial player and he still scored a lot of goals for us and we can't forget that I don't know how you guys feel but that's just sort of 
well, well, this, and I might get a bit of stick from it, but no. he did bug me a bit. I feel like he deserves a bit more I'm, I'm credit t- than what he's been I'm given. On, I'm totally on Team Nathan with this because all of a sudden, you know, he's being linked with moves to other clubs. He's being moved to other clubs. And it's now, oh, no, Danny, please don't go. You're an important player for us. And then as soon as it's Rose hands in transfer request, as in Rose is the one going up and saying, I want to leave, I don't want to be at this club, all of a sudden it's like a light switch has been turned on and Danny Rose is the the biggest villain on earth. Personally, looking at a bigger picture and looking at it from an objective point of view, I personally believe that if we sell Danny Rose, which I hope to God... We do not, and I hope to God we, we manage to keep hold of him and rebuild that relationship and, and rebuild that yeah. trust and relationship. I just think he can do a job with us. I mean, I've, we've not seen him involved this year. A lot of people have, and we were saying this last week, of you know where is Rose going to fit in? But out of the strikers which we've got in terms of Craig Davis, Tyler Walker, um, Amari Sterling, James, no striker Liangal, no for not now. for now. None of those Please four go. names that I've mentioned offer us what Rose is in terms of it can they can shoot with both feet, yep. they can shoot inside the box, outside the box, they're good in the air, they're good on the floor. I just think that we would I think we would miss him and I think it would show when it got to sort of November, December time because I think yeah. Craig Davis is a fantastic signing, but I don't think he's he's got more than ten goals because I think he's an assist man. Yeah. Same with Otis Khan, he'll probably it's chip right. in. It's alright saying Davis is, a ten, is no more than 10 goals. He scored 14 goals last season for Oldham in a higher division. In a side that were relegated. True, but it's still 14 goals against opposition that are put it bluntly. They're better than what we are because obviously they're in a higher league. But I suppose coming back to the Danny Rose thing, the only people that are truly know what's actually going off with Danny Rose is Danny Rose and Flickcroft and me and John Radford because yeah. they're going to know what's get, what's happening if Danny has obviously Danny's handed a request in whether it's Danny's been pushed to hand a request in or whether he's been told you're not going to get in the squad you might as well go or whatever or he's had his head turned by people yeah exactly well that, see that's the thing that I'm going to come to now can you do me a favour and can you get John Radford's statement up yeah. and we'll, I don't want to misquote the statement there's a line in that statement which completely makes me look um, at this situation in a different way have you got it up yeah just read the full statement this is the full statement from John Radford Uh, I was both shocked and disappointed to receive this transfer request from Danny Rose especially after we offered Danny a lucrative uh, new two and a half year deal in January which he signed However, no one player is bigger than Maxwell Town Football Club and there's no justification for keeping a player whose mind has been made up. Until any prospective transfer is completed, Danny is contracted as a Maxwell Town player and will only be sold if our valuation of the player is met. For avoidance of doubt, the club will pursue the football authorities any, uh, any act designed to introduce a breach of contract in order to facilitate the transfer of the player. And there it is. That last line is, is, is for me, which says... There's some tapping up going on here, and there's some phone calls, there's some messages, there's some there's something which is trying to either play Rose off against the club or trying to turn his head because you don't go from you know being seemingly happy, you know, at, at games, taking pictures with fans. We know he's been out injured to all of a sudden wanting to leave. The comparison is the Paul Anderson situation, mm. which is clearly. 
there is something between Anderson and Flickcroft which is not happening. Yes, Anderson's got an injury, but clearly from what he says on Twitter and from what he said in conversations to people in this room and things like that, he wants to play for Mansfield Town Football Club. Yeah. And he's he's being or he feels he's being forced out and not given the opportunity. It's different with Rose and therefore that makes me think is a young lad, what is he, 21, 22? He is pretty young, isn't he? Yeah. Still, a young, still a young lad. You know, as far as we know, he doesn't have a young family to support. You know, he's, he's, he's not got other commitments outside football. He, we know he got on well with, and we are, again, making presumptions that um, it's Steve Evans and Peterborough. <coughs> we know that he got on well with Evans and sort of had what he would then perceive and what we would perceive as his best spell of his career yeah. so I think we would all in that situation being a little bit young and I use the word naive mm-hmm. would perhaps be when we're not playing and when we're seeing others playing and people starting to spread rumours our heads will perhaps, will perhaps turn I feel we have reason to actually be quite suspicious of that exactly because of that, that quote that you said John Rafford said there because why else would that be in there normally the situation. I feel like we could probably go back into time and look at similar situation where players have handed in transfer requests. We wouldn't have quoted anything like that. We would have to look at the contract, and yeah, you know, that that wouldn't be put in there, would it? If for any for just any reason. You and think? That, you think the first that we heard of all this from Danny Rose was that the club had rejected a bid for him. Yeah. Wasn't any mention of who it was from, but then it came up on Sky News. Uh, Sky Sports News that it was a rejected bid from Peterborough. Journalists put and two Twitter. and two together yeah. makes five. Exactly. That, that Sky, is genuinely what it could and, be. And the chairman tweeted not long after that as well. Exactly. Before we mentioned you anything. see, You see, it's come from Sky Sources. Anyone that knows Sky Sports don't tend to be wrong. They have their good sources. But we first of all, we hear all that. Then it comes out on Twitter what Darren McCanton is saying. And then next thing we know that Danny Rose is handing a transfer request in so it just stinks here and it's I, obvious and that he wants to move yeah. but not being given that opportunity to move and then demanding that he's moving there, there is something I, dodgy going on I can really picture the scenario of, of Steve Evans ringing up Danny Rose alright Danny how Steve how's it going son you alright oh, saying how much he wants him I love um, you. Yeah. I, I, I rose this on right. Um, I've just sold Jack Marriott to Derby. I'm sort of a striker. And also yeah, making um, the point that he'll probably play on the fact that Flickcroft doesn't really like him. He'll try and put that in his head. He'd do that. So go on, Craig. Ah, uh, we do. So he's only first out of two clubs, aren't he, son? So you know, come and join me. Come and join me in Dodge. And then um, he'll plan the seed of Dodge next week. Same about his salary and stuff. So that's why I, I, I can totally imagine Steve Evans doing something like that. And yeah, that's I, where I think that's where his head might have been turned and that's where it's also might have come from. Again, you you can understand that as well, can't you? Because you know, if, if you've got someone who you've worked well with and you've worked closely with and you've got a good working relationship with, when they pick up the phone and have a conversation with you, you're you're bound to take a little bit more interest. Especially as a young lad. Yeah, yeah, and it only takes two or three more. And I'm not saying that these players are involved, so this is just... And I don't like doing this on the show, but this, so this is just hearsay, but you've got... Tafazoli at Peterborough, mm. okay, ex teammate of Roses. Reese Bennett's just moved there, ex teammate of Roses. Dodgy's there on the coaching staff. Lee Taylor's there on the coaching staff. The data analyst guy, is it Sean, Sean, Sean O'Callaghan or whatever his name is? Like he's there on the coaching staff. There are so many people who can be 
picking up, you know, picking up the phone and dropping Rose a text saying, you know, the gaffer really wants you. It's a really good club, great prospects, the money's good, that sort of thing. There are so many outside influences, especially yeah. in nowadays nowadays day and age of communication, who can be sort of be seen to be involved in that sort of thing. Yeah. And it, it's it's for me, I think what Radford's statement is saying says exactly that, doesn't it? Let's have a look at some more some more of the comments. I know we're rambling on a little bit tonight. I think we're very impassioned <laughs> by this, and we've not even started about talking about Paul Digby. So you should wait for that. Well, yeah, we're all very right. galvanised by this, aren't yeah. we? Here we are. Uh, there's loads of comments coming in, uh, so do um, forgive me if I do miss some of them out. Um, I'm just looking for the ones uh, ones on Rose at the moment. Um, couple in there on Digby. We'll talk more about that in a, a moment. Uh, Callum says they might uh, they might even not have falling out on Flickcroft and both Danny know that he might not even get a look in uh, the team um, Simon says yes that's Simon uh, evening lads if Danny doesn't want to play for us let him go it'll be a loss but get someone in that wants to play for us uh, David says get him gone not uh, not to be missed Rose, Rose not to be missed Green's a different story um, how how do you even read the whole comment when you press read more emojis come up it's oh, it's, it's, it's a nightmare Um Richard says, I'm sure he does want to play for us, uh, but if Flickcroft doesn't see him as a starter, then he may f- may feel that he has to move on. You know, again, there's another thing, isn't it? You know, because he's not started in pre-season because he's had this bit of a knock or whatever, he might be looking at that team and thinking, I'm not going to get in here. And then yeah. he's had the other influencers come in. Um, Shelley says, uh, if some trust has gone between uh, Flip-Flop, etc., you cannot uh, get it back. Cox, Muzzer, um, Tiff still hangs between. Cox and Muzzer, Tiff still hangs between them. Please don't talk about Matt Green. I am still gutted what happened to him. <laughs> I want him back this evening. Sorry. And do you know what? This is this is the Matt Green situation part two, isn't it? The only difference is this time, you know, it's not the end of the season. Mm. He's not handing a transfer request in. Yes, I think had he not yeah. been released, I think Green may well have done done that. To be yeah, honest, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a very different scenario, but I just want to sort of compare it to a player that's I feel has done a lot for the club. Not on the same spectrum. Matt Green did a lot more, but like I said, I just feel a bit disappointed at the negative comments towards Denneris. I'm not saying that we can't go on without him because absolutely we can. But I just feel like he just deserves a bit more credit than he has been been, been given, in, in my opinion, really. Let's move on. Um, we'll talk more a little bit more about Danny Rose uh, later on because if he does go, we are going to be commanding a fee and we're looking at areas we should um, obviously be reinvesting that. But this is not the Danny Rose show. Um, it is the Mansfield Matters podcast, so it's the, the entirety of, of Mansfield Town Football Club. And one, boy, one, thing, one thing this week which has completely and utterly broken my heart is the allowance of David Flitcroft to... Um, Sell the lovely Paul Digby to Forest Green Vegan Rovers, um, and I am absolutely gutted. I can see why. Um, I can see why because um, clearly Digby uh, has said in numerous interviews, hasn't he, that he wants to play as a central midfielder. And even I believe, and I'm a big fan of Digby, as, as you all know. Even I believe that. He ain't an out-and-out centre midfielder. He's a very good centre half. Simple as. And yeah. if he, you know, if he's gone to Forest Green and they've promised him game time playing in centre mid, then good luck to him. And I hope it works out for him. But for me, I think, especially with the Christian Pierce situation, which no doubt we'll talk about in a minute, I think to let a defender go without 
bringing one in straight away um, was a mistake. But I know what you're going to say. We are in the market for one. Rumours are we've signed someone. There's a lot of photos going around of what's the, oh it's Ryan Sweeney. That's the one. From, yeah, on loan from Stoke, played at Bristol Rovers yeah, in League One. Yeah. yeah, a lot of photos are like people saying Shh, not not been announced yet, but you'd have, you'd have thought that should be coming. As I understand it, the deal will be done tomorrow. Yeah. So I well, he's been training with the squad today, which is yeah, a positive. So it, it's, it's just a matter Hen- of paperwork, isn't it? He's coming. Digby's gone out. It's that's how Flickcroft and Radford will see it as. Digby's gone. We've brought someone in to replace him. I think the thing is, Digby would have been on a fair whack of wages as well. Yeah, so definitely. I think that's the important thing. Like, I was with you, I was thinking, like, I would like to keep him as a defender cover. But if he's on a large amount of wages, then so I think like it's the right thing. Even though he was a sporadic player for Ipswich, playing in the Championship, that's still going to be looking your top end of your wage bracket for something in League Two. I think so, yeah. So... To get him to drop down two levels, fair enough. It, if it was Pie Man and Dodgy that brought him, it's still a fee that could be used in other areas. Even if that is literally helping in bringing his replacement. The issue is for me. Um, I think even with Digby, we need another centre half because of yeah. what's happened, the way we're playing at the minute. I mean, Nathan. I mean, we we spoke about this a little bit last week um, with Simon. Obviously, the first time we've had you back. We're going to talk yeah, about Portugal yeah. um, soon as well. New system, though. Playing three at the back. Yeah. What do you make of it? Well, so far, so good, isn't it? I mean, um, you know, the, the pre-season friendlies. Obviously, we've all seemed to forgot about that pretty quickly now because of everything that's happening over the last few days. But they have gone pretty well. I mean, I'm not one that looks into pre-season too much. But the one thing you can look, as in results-wise anyway, but the one thing you can look into is our... Shape as a team and how well we're buying into that that shape and that sort of uh, process that the manager trying to put out there. And so far, it looks like we're doing that pretty well. Now, the only thing I hope is that we have a plan B, because um, I think we're going to need that. Because some teams are going to suss you out after you know very quickly, really. So we need a plan B. But like I said, so far it's looking pretty good. But like I say now we're just looking a bit short on the defender side. And that's well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, even with Digby there, I was slightly concerned that we didn't have enough cover because you take one of those one of those out, and you know all of a sudden you've got no backup for the backups, and it's this, again no plan B. Hayden White, you know, I've been impressed with him. I said this last week. Don't be too shocked and fall <laughs> off your chair. Um, I've been impressed with him playing in that centre half uh, position. But again, that leaves us with no right wing back, and we might need that a little bit more. Yeah, we've got season. CJ. What are you on about? Oh, oh mate, if, if C, honestly, if, I, CJ, I love you, but seriously, if CJ Hamilton is playing right wing back, it, we are going to be in trouble at some point. And a massive difference. I'm sorry, CJ. Why not being there? The only so. problem with playing Hayden White at right centre back is the fact that we have got to play CJ as a right wing back. Mm. You've got two players that like to push up down the wing. Who's on? Who's on Right back, when we when pair of running off gallivanting, Hayden White's doing his fancy tricks back inside and everything. Who's going to cover? Because you think Neil Bishop sat in front of the three at the back, Hayden White's gallivanting, so that's two. Malbeni might come back, but then you've got Macca and Mellis that like to push forward anyway. So you're going to be left short at the back. It only takes one occasion where even though let's say Mal likes coming back, but it only takes one occasion where he doesn't realise that both players have gone forward, and then we're left with. 
no cover at the back. Exactly, we? we're left with two at the back, three at a push with yeah. Bishop. The only thing that worries me is we've done well in pre-season, but that's against Championship opposition, and we aren't dropping deep. But we're going to come away cool against a lot of teams in this division that are going to drop really deep, and I don't think that's going to suit us as much. And I think playing the, the you know those Championship teams like to like we do as well like to play the ball and a lot of sides in League 2 and especially against Newport Oof. this is yeah exactly yeah. this is how Newport <laughs> have been so successful under Flynn because they like to get the ball from the back ping it down the channels in behind and play for the throws mm. and I don't think we're going to be able to deal with that if we get caught too high up a pitch yep. and we come up against a bit of pace we're in trouble and that's 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 the thing where we need the plan B for me. Different team yeah. and different setup, but we wipe the floor with Newport, and they've not made too many signings, I don't think, from when we played them back in February. Yeah. And they played a similar system then, playing it around at the back, sending it long. A lot of the teams play it; they play it along on the back and then just hoof it long. You just look at Lincoln, for example; they just hoof it up front. You can see the similar sort of thing coming from Notts County this season from little snippets that I've seen of their play especially against teams like Derby I was just watching see what Derby were more like when we were playing on the Wednesday night and I think I think we do have to have a backup but it's going to be I think it's the team have gelled a lot better than what we did yeah. this time yeah. last season we're further along in that development because we're only just starting to gel in what two, three games into the season maybe even more a but now longer, a lot longer I think well yeah couple of comments uh, coming in um, so far in the live feed if you want to get your comment in if you're watching on the live feed Thursday 6.30ish uh, if you listen to the audio version of it where were you come on get, get involved get involved with it keep those comments coming in lots of them coming in tonight uh, a lot of you guys as well we've not, I've purposely not read these out because you know we don't like to inflate our own egos a little bit but a lot of comments coming in uh, tonight saying glad to have you guys back so uh, thank you very much it's, it's great to be glad back, to be back. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to be I've back we will buzzing for tonight actually I know. do you know what start the season. I was so excited <laughs> for tonight obviously I missed last week didn't I but since I've been back I've been like counting down the days and like, I can't wait to get home on a serious note down. obviously we've been working together all summer on doing sort of the memory lane things but we had a break of about three or four weeks and then we had the lead up to the Legends Live night and Nathan you've been away yeah. obviously training with your new guide dog who's an absolute she's adorable by the way yeah, brilliant is, yeah, yeah. um so we've actually not seen each other as a as a four until Friday night of the live night. Obviously, yeah. Simon can't be here tonight. And I think I was so looking forward just to sitting down and just not having to talk about right. We need to do this for the live night. We need to do we need to do that. We need to get this prize. We need to we're going to do it in this order. Yeah. I was so looking forward to just coming and talking, sitting down, just talking, talking, <laughs> talking crap half the time. But That's it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it is so good to be back and. Every single Thursday at 6.30, Ish. we will be here. And occasionally, when there's a midweek game and there's a, a lot which has happened, we're going to do the odd one on a Sunday as well. So Because yeah. I think we did that once last, yeah, last season. It, it worked out quite Podcast well. Podcast SOS. Yeah, we, <laughs> the pocket, yeah, that's the episode, well remembered. Yeah. Save our season. Yeah. Fell to bits against... After, yeah. Crew? Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember who it was. We, we were at home. They were like 4-1 yeah. down at half-time. Yeah, something yeah, like that. that. But yeah, um, so yeah, there will be the occasional Sunday podcast as well. Um, you can always have your say on your team in the comments, so keep doing that as well. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at MTFC Matters and uh, facebook.com forward slash matters and www.mtfcmatters.co.uk Let's carry on and have a look at some of the uh, comments then. Well, remember to. 
I know. It's great, isn't it? Um, some great new graphics coming for there as well. Um, very, very shortly indeed. The website's having a bit of a lick of paint at the moment, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Callum says, really impressed with Bishop so far. He's just one of those players who takes the pressure off and slows the game down a little bit. Gives us a chance to play the ball instead of hoofing it upfield. What do you make of Bishop so far? I agree with Callum. Other than the fact that he's a little bit too slow. I think there were a couple of game, a couple of times. I think it was against Sheffield Wednesday, where he just had the bo- ball on edge at box, trying to get rid of it, and he just took that little bit too long. I think he just needs to just get it out a little bit quicker, take that little bit of pressure away. But other than that, he's been slotting into the squad well, got that little bit of a caught in the head, more experienced head in the midfield that I think we lacked last season. Uh, talking of uh, elsewhere on the pitch Roger says that Matt Preston is one hell of a player what a signing he is I was just about to say that uh, Neil Bishop and, and Preston I think they've both been uh, terrific um, signings um, to be honest I'm quite happy with the business we've done so far um, the fact mainly down to the quantity we, you know, we bought in five it's five so far isn't it yeah five yeah. so far Obviously, six hopefully six tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, but I think that is a good number um, you know, we haven't got a Bed them in too much. Hopefully they've they've, they've you know they've settled in quite well. It looks like it so far. Like we said about settling into the system and settling into the squad. Um, it's a big contrast from last year where I feel like we had about hundred players coming. So uh, I'm hoping that I'll uh, that I'll, that'll um, we'll see the benefits of that as the season gets to a start. And continuing to talk about uh, some of the players that have come in uh, as well. Uh, Paul says now Rose is wanting to leave. Is the front two going to be Walker and Davis? Also, will Angle Angle leave or stay? I think if Rose leaves, Angle will stay. I don't think... We've got Davis and Walker. I don't um, think we can afford to lose. I mean, as much as we... As much as... We, yeah, Nathan. This And, to be fair, most of us in this room dislike Liangle. We can't afford to lose both strikers. Even I say that. <laughs> so that's, that's the really annoying thing that... Nathan's going to hate it, but Angle's actually impressed me so far with what he's done in pre-season. Give it time, I'll disappoint you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still with you and nothing changes. To be honest, I'd still, I'd, I'd put no. This is no disrespect to Graham, by the way, but I'd put him in front of um, the angles. I think. I mean, I, 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 I want to talk about the youngsters as a whole later on, but just to go on the back of that, I've actually been really impressed with mm. the kids that have come through. Um, some of the other comments uh, as well coming in. Uh, lots of new people commenting uh, tonight in the comments as well. So welcome. Um, we are here every Thursday at six thirty. Yes. Ish. Um, so please do get involved on a weekly basis. It'd be great to have you with us. Um, Ian says we get the ball on the floor, which I like, and not pinging it up front, uh, and hope someone gets on it. And our one-touch pass, I'm passing. I'm very much liking indeed. Andy says I think uh, both Walker and Davis uh, would have been the main, even if Rose was staying. Rose has more chance of playing fo- more football uh, under Evans than with us. Controversial. Mm. Uh, John says. Um, uh, in terms uh, he was talking about uh, watching each week uh, so I'm trying to catch up with the comments by the way there are that many coming in it's really difficult to try and keep up with them um, Paul says Steve Evans and a parrot walks in, uh, should, should I really read this um, <laughs> yeah I'm going to stop but if you want to if you want to read if you want to uh, see well, that that's around the corner yeah. Back, actually, um, yeah big fan of parrots uh, you are actually yeah yeah Love yeah, it. yeah. Love it. 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 Get on with it. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> um, was in, Paul says, was impressed with Davis on Saturday. He held the ball up really well and brought other players into the game. Just have a concern about his speed and mobility. Thoughts? Cam? 
I was too busy reading that joke then, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, had to, I had to look at it. Good joke, good joke. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought now. Davis, what did you actually say? Been... I didn't even I wasn't listening. I don't know what I was thinking. Get out! Get out! Both of you get out. You're on your own, aren't you supposed to do it? Well, you know, people try, don't they? People do try. Paul said, are you listening this time? Yes. I was impressed by Davis on Saturday. He held the the ball up really well and brought other players into the game. I just have a concern about his speed and mobility. Thoughts? Um, Well, go on, Cam. I think that the role that he does play is good. I think it's fair enough his speed and mobility bothers me slightly, but the fact that he can manage to actually like win a header, bring a ball down and play it out, actually take the ball down and just have a shot and just works well with what Walker does up front, which is zipping in and out of defenders, seems to be very very mobile, always always doing something in and around of the box. And I think as long as we can get that relationship built up and get that bit of a partnership going, I think it's going to be... I don't think his speed's going to be that much of a problem, to be honest. I'm pretty much the same. I mean, for me, it depends who's with him. His speed mm. and mobility doesn't matter as long as you've got somebody next to him who can uh, play off of that. Do you know what? You've got to give matter. testament to Flickcroft for this because the signings which we've we brought in, with the exception of... Um, Davis and sorry with the exception of Bishop and um, Preston because they're defensive in terms of offensive and attacking the players we've brought in and the way we play now and the way we set up to play doesn't mean that we have to say right Craig Davis you're going to be an out and out centre forward he can drop for 5-10 minutes and play that attacking midfield role drop deep and bring people into play then Otis Khan can push on Alex McDonald can push on yeah. the two wing backs can push on the way which we set, set up it's more of a team thing and we're not relying on one player which again it's coming back to Danny Rose we were a lot of the time last season yeah. and, and that refreshing that's that's refreshing to see the fact that we've got those three or four options the players that have, have been brought in complement not only the players that have brought, been brought in brand new as well but also will complement the players that we've already got so like someone like Otis Khan will work alongside like Alex McDonald or Jacob Mellis and just have that little bit of interplay getting it up the wing getting a ball into the box and then you've got them pay and then you've got Davis and Walker on the end of the cross to try and nod it in or take it in and get a shot away or whatever I think as long as we can just get the relationships building we don't get any Clashing of heads, shall I say. No aggro in the dressing room, because I'm sure we did last season, the way some of the players played. I think as long as we can keep the heads in the right place, I think we could possibly do some damage with the players that we've brought in this season. Still plenty much to talk about here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. As always, have your say on your team in the comments uh, below. Uh, we're still going to hear from Conrad Logan and Matt Preston ahead of uh, the uh, the new season, which kickstarts. On Saturday at home to Newport County, one position which we've spoken about and we spoke about it a little bit earlier on that needs cover is centre-half. We understand, um, due to photos on Facebook and doing a bit of investigating that way and rumours, um, that we will be signing Stoke City's Ryan Sweeney on a season, uh, at least a season-long loan, you'd have thought, um, or on loan at some point. Yeah. Um, that will probably happen tomorrow. Um, but... 
before that was done and just after Paul Digby left the building. David Flickcroft was talking about uh, the defensive cover which uh, he hopes for. So let's hear from the state boss. He's been talking to uh, iFollow and this is what he had to say on all things defensive. We've moved on a couple of players, obviously after uh, you know Cammy got injured and uh, I said at the time, you know, we, we're still looking, still searching and uh, the difficulty is, is at the start of that pre-season window because and we've seen it now, really. You know, when um, with the Premiership, a lot of the younger players are going with the Premiership squads and the Championship squads, and then with with a weaker sort of go, it really loosens off. You know, they start looking at the squad. Maybe it's too big, um, and that's probably the opportunity that presents itself now of an opportunity to, to bring someone in on, on loan. Uh, we've had a look at a couple of permanent options, but they've just not been right uh, in terms of finance. So uh, yeah, we'll. we'll we're looking like we'll probably dip into the low market on that one. We're in a good place. Uh, we've just got to get the dosage right this week. You know, um, every game we've played, you know, we've we've before and after, uh, we've not had much recovery in the players. You know, we've got uh, the distance in them, and uh, we've come through a really tough pre-season program. So it's just making sure that that freshness is there on Saturday now. You know, as we start progressing the week um, into a big big lead off and, and the big kick off. And it's just making sure we get the dosage right now and um, in terms of, you know, metres covered, distance covered and speed covered over that distance. And, and that's what we're just working hard on this week uh, to making sure we're just fine-tuning our work. Uh, the base fitness is, is certainly in there. Uh, that's been evident, you know, we've finished games and, and finished games really strong in pre-season. A, uh, a lot of the players have had good games minutes. I think the, the games programme and the way we work with the 21s this season... Um, you know, and the the program that um, Dems, Coops, and, and and Mike Whitlaw's designed, we've worked really well with that combining. Um, so the younger players, if they don't make the thirty minutes, then they've gone with with the under twenty one. So it's worked really well. So I think we've had enough games. Um, we'll get one in next week as well uh, at a twenty ones venue. We'll get one in next week. And then with her, you know, with her. So the lads are ready. Certainly the staff are ready. Uh, our controlling factors are all and key indicators of where we want to be. And, um, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to the start. Boss David Flickcroft there speaking to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Get yourself on there if you want to see that full interview. Some great content on there uh, as always as well. You can see the full interviews with Flickcroft, with Matt Preston and Conrad Logan as well ahead of that Skybet League 2 opener. Let's talk about a few things that are in there. Let's start off with Nathan Cameron, um, of course. He mentioned him at the very start of that interview, Cam. Um, Nathan Cameron. I like it. I just realised that. I just realised that. What a shame we. I'm off. Let's finish this series right now. Uh, what a shame we if never that's standard. standard we're saying. That's, yeah, that is the standard we're we'll saying. Be, we'll be back for the 1920 season. Goodbye. That's it. Yeah. No. Um, seriously though, Nathan Cameron. Um, I'm Nathan Cameron. Um, I'm only going to do it this once. I promise. Uh, Dis are you dis for us. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, that's the thing. Are you disappointed that he didn't sign for us or do you think that Flickcroft... I mean, it's so easy, isn't it? You know when you've, you've got a player that you've played with before to just jump straight in and sign them? Do you think that Flickcroft's been a sensible management there from him? I think so, because I think if even if he'd got a slight injury and Flickcroft had decided to take him on and then it progressively got worse a bit like David Murphy did yeah, last season yeah. would that just be a wasted a wasted spot in the team or wasted 
a waste of budget. Waste of wages, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because fair enough, he's still a team player and he's still at the club and whatever. But all you see of David Murphy now is just he's knocking around the club. You don't ever see anything, anything particularly happening. And I think maybe that's a risk that Evans took last season that he didn't need to. And I don't think. Flickcross wanting to make the same mistakes if he's going to have a player that's injured for however long it may be up until Christmas what's the point in keeping them well there's a, there's another thing Nathan another comment which you should, if you read between the lines of what Flickcross just said and what you've just heard as finance wasn't right on some deals for permanent defenders and that again makes me question the budget we, you know, we've, we've sold players, we've let Johnny Hunt go, we've released quite a few Obviously, we've let Paul Digby go to Forest Green for an undisclosed fee. Um, so, you know, it's not just gone for free. For free. We have received money for him. Um, I would probably say it's in the region of about £4 million if it's on my valuation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Forest Green, I'll buy him back. But, but, three p. Yeah, I'll give you four. Uh, but, <laughs> serious, but on a serious note, though, um, from what Flickcroft was saying there in terms of the budget and things like that, how much is, uh, do you think things have been tightened this time around and, and therefore... Players with long-term injuries and things like that are, you know, being carefully considered before signing the dotted line. Yeah, I think I think they've had to be. Uh, you know, it's been well known that last season we we did have a, a large wage budget. I mean, it wasn't the biggest in the in the league, uh, like a lot of uh, other supporters believed, but it wasn't. Um, but I feel like we had to do something different. And there's still some players on the transfer list as well, isn't there? So. There's still maybe a few that leave before the deadline next week. So. Callum Butcher, Paul Anderson, and Xander Diamond transfer listed. Danny Rose transfer listed by request. Yeah. So four on there. At the so number four on there, and then I feel like all of those are probably big, big earners. So that could be a lot of wages um, freed up there. But I think he's done the right thing. Like Cam said, I mean, to, you know. It, it's hard, you know, David Murphy, like, it's hard because he's still a human, he's still a person. And I we've got like a duty of the club, care. Yeah, the, the club have done absolutely the right thing by obviously giving him that, that treatment that he needs. You know, that should always happen if a club's contract, if a player's contract with a club, then that should happen. But you can look at it and think, you know, was, uh, was Steve Evans too hasty in bringing him in, um, knowing that there was a risk that he could, you know, he's got a history of injuries and there's a risk that it could happen. Yeah, he took the gamble and the gamble didn't pay off and I think like Cam said I think credit to Flipcroft here he's uh, obviously been a bit more cautious and he's done the right thing by trialling him and uh, obviously he's picked up an injury and obviously if he did give him a contract then we'd have a player that would be out for a, you know, probably quite a substantial amount of time so he's definitely done the right thing and hopefully that's uh, the wages that could have been spent on him now are obviously going for, can be used for other players whether we've brought in a loan or permanent but the fact that nobody else has been brought in on a permanent basis so far does show that we are on a tighter budget but I still think we've still got a, a good budget to work with by the look of the players that we've got in Fingers crossed and obviously we're not going to be letting players go for, for little money we are going to be trying to get back on our investment uh, on that as well Just another point on that while we talk about the players that are on the transfer list I, I, I really do hope that uh, and this is probably other supporters mainly Swindon fans and, and Berry fans playing on mind here but they all say that once the players out of, fa- out of favour then they're not going to be involved at all. Now, I hope if these players are, that are on the transfer list, if they don't go for whatever reason, I hope there's some sort of relationship rebuilding there and, they're, and you know, we try and get them involved. Because otherwise, it's a waste of wages. It's a waste of like the talent that is there because they are talented players. So why not try and utilise them? It's funny because Bobby Hassel confirmed what you were saying. And you come back to the point of players 
coming out of favour. Callum Butcher's on the transfer list, but he's still making a very active part. He's done quite well, actually. He has done very well. I'm very impressed I by think him. if nobody comes in for him by next Thursday, I think they'll take him off. And I think it depends. We should take them all off, really, and for that time. Well, do you leave them on, stick them on the loan list? I guess there's more time for loans, I guess, yeah. Yeah, um, just, just to clarify, the transfer window slams shut next Thursday, Friday, Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Next Thursday before the first Premier League game. Um, Friday, yeah. And that on the, on the Friday. And then the loan window shuts at the end of August. It's a little bit different this time. So, you know, we might, we're going to cross our fingers and hope that some of our favourite players stick around but there's always uh, the loan window as well um, some of the comments coming in uh, people asking us about the Anderson situation I think we've covered that enough um, tonight um, again just my final thoughts and it would be let's hope he, if he does stay he rebuilds the trust and gets a game because one area where we're weak at the moment in my opinion is right wing back and I think he could do a cracking job there well we've seen it he did a lot of times last season he filled in at sort of right back didn't he so we, could, we know he can do the defensive role when he has to so uh, Andy's that experienced player which sometimes we, we're going to need so uh, I'm with you on that one I think that position which is currently looking quite weak uh, I think it'd be important to have there unless we bring anybody else in bef- between now and the end of the transfer window closing in the comments Paul asked guys refresh my memory regarding Alfie Potter did he leave the club yes he did he was last seen Swindon was it uh, on try or Stevenage it was, uh, it was Steven, you were telling yeah. you were telling me this. It was, was Stevenage Steven, yeah. on trial. Whether that um, Might got oh, any more? No, Swindon because Hunt and Byron, god awful Byron, went there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, d- 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 lots more comments coming through. I'm really struggling to get through uh, some of these uh, tonight. Um, Roger says, "Can't wait for Saturday." Don't think, don't think any of us can. Uh, either uh, good point from John actually someone confirms uh, Richie confirms trial at Swindon thanks very much for yeah. clearing that up Richie uh, good comment from John this um, fitness is far better than last season and the players are stronger and willing to prove Man- uh, and willing to prove Mansfield are here uh, another thing comment on the fitness as well from Andy uh, Andy agreeing saying fitness is much improved was the old fitness coach pushed out uh, I see he's linked up with Steve again Interesting one that because everybody raved about Lee Taylor, didn't they, last yeah. summer and how good he was. And but as soon as Flitcroft came in, he sort of stuck around for for a couple of games, and then all of a sudden disappeared. And then I think a lot of people raved about him, didn't they? But then you look at we're, we're fitter now, yeah. So and this is this we're talking about a guy who's one of the best in the business in inverted commas. You know that's what people say about Lee Taylor, but. Mm. Maybe he's just picked up by a lot by the gaffer, mm. and obviously that's where he's gone to. You know, he went, he went to work. He's gone to work with Steve Evans anyway. So uh, it's probably just another one of those situations where he's just been bigging him up, and rest of the people bought into that. Really, it could very well just be that. And actually, on hindsight, maybe he wasn't doing the job that we thought he was doing. I you, don't know. You've got to give testament to the work that you know David Flitcroft has done in close season this year, Cam, as well, because. Players haven't just been sent on the way to enjoy a holiday. It's been, right, you've got to do X amount of base fitness work. And that is going to take its toll on... on yeah, I, d- I don't it? even know who's the f- fitness coach now. It's D- Daryl Taylor who D- was, D- here, yeah. under, he was here under Adam Murray. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, just testament to what whatever Flitcroft's got working with um, DT as well. So it's just not really taking your foot off the pedal. You can... Taking it off a bit, but not letting them just doss around for 
a few months while pre-season's going off. And it's just that little little bit of extra work that are going to go a long way. Because if you can stay fit during the off-season, when it comes to the time that matter where you're more likely to pick up the injuries, you're late November, December, January, February time, you're going to have that little bit of a little bit stronger, a little bit fitter, so you can get through them games compared to what we were doing last season when we picked up a couple of injuries. Obviously, Danny Rose uh, went down injured at Wickham, so did Xander Diamond. Uh, got that illness bug, went round the, cl- round the club as well. So, everything's pointing in the right direction. We've just got to see how the rest of the season pans out, I suppose. There's, there's one thing that I'm a little bit wary about now it's just how we're going to be towards the end of the season so I don't know where I feel like I've heard this but whether it's on one of our uh, interviews with either Bobby or somebody who's who's been linked with Flickoff before but there's been people that said that sometimes you just train too hard and therefore players pick up injuries or they get too tired now obviously that's not an issue now because I think that's done a lot of good to bring the players up to other fitness levels which is going to be good to start the season but I hope they do he said it in his interview uh, I think the one we just looked at too, or one prior to that but they have tapered down a bit uh, and I hope they sort of uh, find the right balance now and I hope he's learned from his previous lessons where he may have worked players too hard and gets that balance now so they're not going to be too tired or pick up any silly injuries so that's my only sort of concern that we get that right from here on forward really certainly saying football like life is a constant uh, constant lesson isn't it uh, let's find out from those players then who've been subject to those uh, training sort of uh, methods and, and things like that. We're going to hear from Matt Preston, uh, new signing very, very shortly indeed. But let's hear from a man who's about to enter his second season at the club. Last season, he established himself as uh, number one after taking a bit of stick, yeah. pretty much from, from this podcast as, as well, to be fair. Um, and he's now becoming a firm fan's favourite. And that man is shotstopper Conrad Logan. And here's his thoughts uh, on his personal ambitions going into the new season. And of course, those heading into the new season um, of uh, the squad and the manager. Here's the thoughts of Conrad Logan. Personally, I think the manager's added a, f- a few very good signings. We we haven't you know, gone out and signed 10 or 12 players. He's, he's probably been very selective of what he what he needs from, you know, he, he's known from the last, whatever, eight games it was last year of, of potentially what, it, what he needs to make this squad better. And I think he's done that. He's added to it. And, and the players that he's brought in have, have fitted in well. And, you know, we're... We're looking forward to getting going. They've worked a lot on fitness. Um, as you say, look, we're slightly different. We'll do some bits with with um, with the team and, and some bits with the goalkeeping coaches. Obviously, different types of fitness. But um, listen, I think everyone's embraced it this year. It's um, it's been tough, but as you say, it's been fair. A lot of it's been with the ball and and not just they haven't just been going on hill runs or running non-stop there's been a structure to it and um, I think the lads are reaping the rewards of that Conrad Logan there talking to Eiffel I forgot how long the interview clip was was done because I did them a couple of days ago Um, you can watch that full footage uh, on iFollow uh, of course uh, if you want to do some great content on there we'll hear from Matt Preston very very shortly indeed but um, Conrad Logan there talking about the differences between being a goalkeeper and uh, you know being uh, an outfield player Big big season ahead from him, and I think you know he's he's already showing signs of uh, improving during preseason as well. Well, I think he's had a, a lot more competition from Big Bobby O this season so far. Both look very impressive during preseason. Obviously, Conrad's got the nod more than what Bobby has, but Bobby's been impressive in what he's uh, 
done in pre-season and other games that he's been part of so I think as long as he can keep that bit of competition going I think both are just going to get hopefully better and better hopefully keep improving each other going against each other in training drills during the week and just building that strength up and hopefully he's um, just a little bit more confident than he was at the beginning of the last season a bit shaky the first few games but I think now that he's been here and got got the games under his wings and hopefully can prove to be one of the best players we've got this season He's going to be critical, isn't he, Nate? Because I think playing that system, teams of three at the back, teams are, are bound to get um, in behind at some point and yeah. you know hit us on the counter. And you know his saves and his reflexes are, are going to be critical to you know saving points. Yeah, I think he has grown to this club. To be honest, like so, he got to a shaky start, but a lot of keepers do. It's a very, uh, it's a very. Um, what's the word sort of isolated position sometimes you can feel like you're on your own you've got a big responsibility and it's only you uh, you know that player in that position that can do anything about it so you know he's, he's, he's grown into that position and to be honest I feel very comfortable in, in our goalkeeping situation I feel like it's a massive position that needs to be filled um, and sometimes when you don't know who you've got between the sticks it can be quite scary for supporters never mind the defenders who are in front of them so to have a consistent player in that position, um, one who's reliable like Conrad Logan, and having a good backup with Bobby Lesnick, um, you know, I, I feel I feel very comfortable with that, and I think that's what you need in a goalkeeper. You need to feel comfortable of who you got and trust. You feel like you can trust them. So I feel he's got a couple of mistakes in him, but what keeper at league, you know, League Two level hasn't. So you've got to expect that. Um, but as long as we can rely on him, you know, ninety ninety percent of the time, that's I think that's fine. And obviously, one thing he has got this season, Cam, is a new defence in front of him in a new shape um, let's, we've avoided talking about it um, a lot tonight and we didn't really talk about it last week on the show either because we were sort of you know it was sort of up in the air a little bit and things like that but let's talk about the Sheffield Wednesday game now and not necessarily the incident itself but the repercussions of that obviously it's an abuse uh, allegation of racism has been reported to the FA and to Nottinghamshire Police as well so that's ongoing so we'll leave that there um, my personal thoughts are obviously the racism in, incident that needs to be dealt with and, and cut out and there needs to be repercussions from that but then what happened after that the brawl and the brawls plural um, both sets of players and both teams need to get repercussions from that because that is not something you want to see in football so let's not talk about that but let's talk about the repercussions um, the initial incident has had on our defence going into the start of the season and clearly it's affected Christian Pierce's mindset well I think he had a, a little bit of an injury the following game and obviously came off but you've not really seen much of him since I saw him at the club earlier when I went to fix my season ticket where he doesn't seem to be Injured, he doesn't seem to be walking. Did he actually have an injury? Because David Flickcroft yeah, did say his head wasn't did. right, didn't he? Flickcroft took a, him off because of his yeah. Yeah, on the iFollow interview, yeah, I'm sure yeah. he said that he took him off because his head wasn't right. So he I didn't, don't think it actually was an injury. Like he didn't that. seem injured. I don't want to be hinting towards anything, but he didn't seem injured at all when I saw him earlier with. Can't remember who it was. I think it was CJ and Amari. I think it was. Oh, Amari. CJ and Amari. Yeah, but. It didn't seem injured, so I think 
possibly that's just playing on his mind, just waiting to see what happens with that. But hopefully, he's back on Saturday and he's ready and ready to go. And obviously, maybe that the fact it's more competitive football coming up might change his head's mindset focus slightly. On. Yeah, focus on the task at hand. It's a competitive game. Not saying that preseason isn't competitive, but now it's the games that matter. And and now we need a leader, and obviously you know Flickcroft has kept him with the armband um, as he sort of did towards the back end of last season. Um, you know we need we need that leader to to step up to the plate, don't we? We need as a club and supporters to be to be right behind him because you know this could be a, a big big season for him. Yeah, I think I think he will realise that. I think, and if if he doesn't already, to be honest. Uh, Obviously, it is a horrible thing that's happened, and obviously needs to be dealt with, and it is going to be a distraction. But as Cam said, I feel like when Saturday comes around and it's a, you know, a, a, you know, the start of the season, it's a proper match day, and it's a result that matters. Um, just hope that that just refocuses him a bit, and uh, he can re- be rel- re- relied upon. Uh, one thing I also hope as well, and obviously we don't know anything official from the club, but I hope that he's been given other support as well uh, to sort of just deal with that mindset. Cause if, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty certain it was said in an interview that he was brought off just because his head wasn't in the right place, not due to, due to an injury. So that needs dealing with as much as an injury does. Um, you know, an injury to your leg, well, to your head, is just as bad as an injury to your head, uh, to your leg. I get that right. In fact, I, I'd actually argue that a, a mental injury is more damaging than yeah. something because yeah. ligament damage, a stub toe, a broken toe, whatever, heals, and sometimes things like that don't. So we wish Christian Pierce a speedy recover mental, recovery mentally and you know we hope that he's, he's fighting fit mentally to lead us out and lead us into this campaign come Saturday he has though got a new central defensive partner in Matt Preston we're going to hear from him very very shortly indeed but quickly what have you uh, what have you made of him so far I'll start with you Nath pretty solid um, you know he's, he's, he seems very very good in the air um, he seemed, was it, who did we play the last game was it Chef, um, Rotherham Rotherham yeah Rotherham. He, he, he had, uh, countless times he won an header um, I think although from the goal I think it was actually his fault but apart from that he, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was so reliable he, you know he literally won so many headers and I think in uh, you know in this level I mean he was highly thought of at Swindon uh, so that's a good thing he's come from another League 2 club where he's done well uh, so I feel like um, he's going to be a big player for us in defence yeah, certainly so. Just had a comment from Roger, which I'm please remind me to talk about once we've talked about Matt Preston. Let's hear from uh, the man himself then. Here's what Matt Preston had to say about uh, him, uh, his time at the One Course Stadium so far and uh, heading into the new Skybet League 2 season. There's a different sort of mindset to it because obviously the league is where it matters. Pre-season is, uh, it is a friendly, uh, but even though we've tried to make it as you know as realistic as we can, you can't replicate what sort of pressures and you know what, what comes in the league. Um, but you know we'll find out on the weekend what if we can take what we've been doing in pre-season into the league. You can't get too carried away with it because at the end it is pre-season. But still, I think we've like we've held our own, and if not, we've well we've won a lot of our games in pre-season against championship teams. So that can only be a confidence boost to everyone, knowing that we can if we can hang with the championship teams and League Two should be should be you know should fall into place as it were. I think that's one of the things that the gaffer likes to drill into people is that this has to be your fortress like you, this has to be where you defend and when people come here they should fear it and I, I think that everyone here believes that that's what this can be we can 
Yeah, it's been like that so far. We've we've defended it like a fortress, and that's how it has to be. Matt Preston there talking to iFollow. You can watch that full interview on mentaltown.net forward slash iFollow. Talks a lot about mentality, um, intensity. Talks good game, doesn't he, as well. So look forward to seeing him. And I think one thing I was worried about, actually, in, in close season was um, Pearson... Rhys Bennett had a great partnership central at, at, at centre-half and I was worried about how that would fare with, with obviously Bennett going but Matt Preston looks a quality addition and I've, I've no qualms whatsoever and it's a case of Rhys who. Uh, before I forget, we are running short a little bit more on, on time now um, uh, as well so I'm just going to read this comment out and then we're going to wrap things up for this week's podcast because, you know, we, we are back but we also don't want to run out of things to talk about next week and the week after. So we could probably be sat here until midnight talking stakes, but we want to save something-ish for the rest of the season uh, as well. Uh, Roger says this, and uh, it's a good comment actually. Um, Flickcroft was onto a hiding last season, but he showed what he can do with a clean slate, wishing him the very best and the team. Spot on because, you know, even we sort of said it last year, we were debating whether he should stay at the club. Yeah, we did yeah. snap polls and things like that. And when you're in the heat of the moment and that that situation, you know, it's very difficult. It's very easy to make knee knee jerk decisions, isn't it? But for me, in exception of the Rose situation, depending on how that plays out, and selling Paul Digby, but I mean if that's tongue in cheek. That you know, I, I do say I'm tongue in cheek. And the Paul Anderson situation, <laughs> he's won me round, and I think you know what he's actually shown what a very calculated and calm committed manager he can actually be for the club the only the only issue that I'd have said with Flickcroft was that when he came in it was a very volatile dressing room there was obviously quite a lot of problems with you'd got a lot of players that just didn't seem to turn up or whatever it was it was a, always going to be a tough job for Flickcroft and he we say the bet he did the best he could. He he did because, as much as people say, if you're a good manager, you should be able to manage anyone. It's not true at all, though. You think if you've got somebody else's squad that you can't implement your systems on or play the way you want to, it's not going to work. And that's what Flickcroft got thrown into. And now that he's actually had the chance to work with the team more long term over the last few months, just getting everything ready bringing new players in that he can work this system with and having that time in pre-season games to build what he's wanting A, for his team to be like and B, what his tactics want to be like. He's got that little little less pressure that he had last season. Fair enough, it's still high-pressure job because football managers are, but he's not being chucked in at the deep end now. He's actually got time to think about everything. He's got He can make plans rather than just relying on somebody else's team that you can try and hope that something works. I think the one thing is, he's weathered a big storm, hasn't he? Like, that, the end of last season, there was a hell of a lot going off uh, from where we were and, 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 and where we ended up. And uh, obviously it was a disappointing end of the season. Um, but I feel like he's won a lot of supporters around this pre-season. But I just hope we get off to a good start because I feel like if we have the same, what do you have, 12 games at the end of our season? Yeah. Mm. If we have the same 12 games with the same results as we had the last 12 games, then it could be a bit messy. That's that's my concern. I just hope we get off to a good start because I think that's going to be a massive thing for for the supporters-wise and, and moral-wise. and get you know, I think it'll be hard to rebuild from there after 
his reputation beforehand, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for a win on opening day is, is vitally, vitally important, isn't it? And we need to hit the ground running early doors and, for God's sake, sort this situation out with players' futures and just be, for once, 100% committed on the only thing which matters at the end of the bloody day, and that's football on the pitch. That's all that matters. I mean, you said it in the group chat the other day, when, when it came up about Danny Rose. What did you say? You remember? No. Never something like, um, why can't we never have a. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. It was something like, um, yeah, it's never straightforward. We can't have a good pre season and no controversy happen, is it? So, and that's why we like that was happening. We've had a great pre season, everything is looking good. And then this comes into it, and it's it's just a man's sort of way, isn't it? It's how uh, it's how we do things, I think. Um, but let's just hope uh, the season doesn't uh, doesn't turn out as a man's sort of way. So that's the thing. Things if, change. If everything was done the easy way, would this club probably still be here, or would it be the same as what it would it would be if well, we if it's done if the easy way? The we'd, hard be a, way. we'd be in the Premiership. Well, that. exactly. <laughs> but well, that's what makes it interesting because <laughs> we're Mansfield Town, and yeah. nothing is ever easy. So, well, I think as one thing as as Mansfield Town supporters, we're always taken for a ride, aren't we? Whether it's a a good one or a bad one, let's just say there's uh, there's never uh, there's never a talking point, is it? Let's just say it makes our job easier. As, it uh, does. As Whether it's Steve Evans's roller coaster in Steve Train, or if it's David Flipcroft's aeroplane flying us to our nearest destination which is League One at the end of next season have you been rehearsing that he has, no. hasn't he has, hasn't he? he's, been straight, in he's <laughs> been straight in the front of the mirror for that oh, straight off the top of the head but it might be a different person in charge but the destination is still the same and I think if we can <laughs> I think if we can still play oh forget it if we can, if we can still play well we could play how we've seen in pre-season and we can avoid all this nasty business with Peterborough and whatever I think as long as we can keep the heads in the dressing room on the side that we want then I think this could be a very good season fingers crossed we'll go through a few predictions in a minute I'll just answer one comment uh, in the in the comments uh, Benedict says uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 Priesty how much did you cry about Paul Digby leaving <laughs> a million He's, stopped, he's not stopped crying yet. He's wearing a mask, so you just can't see it. I was, I I was not happy. <laughs> I, I never, when the when the news came through on the uh, sort of Mansfield Town Twitter or Facebook or whatever, uh, uh, so- straight away I was just waiting for it, and I had a ping, ping, ping as the uh, mess our messenger group. group we have chat a just went chat. mad. It just started going mad, and that's just Craig with crying faces, and and uh, then you got Simon oh, checking in with a laughing yeah. face. It was uh, it just it went down oh, to meltdown. Yeah. Then it went Craig. on to Hayden White being the new photo. Yeah, that's the, not the new face of Mansfield Matters. That's not happening. Paul, <laughs> D- Paul Digby will forever live on in that photo. Uh, it's all good. Three fun. years time. Who knows? Legends live. Yes. No. Legends no. live. He's played no. about so and so four games for us. And uh, a trip. Can we at least have him on a trip down memory lane? Just for you. Just so we Maybe. can see you. Uh, just so you get tongue twisted. You can't talk to him. Oh, just yeah, so in the, awe the, of his presence. Wait till we get Noel McKenzie on the show. Well, that is true. Yeah. Wait till we get Chris Brunaker. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. It's all good fun. If you're wondering <laughs> what we're talking, what we're talking about, by the way, if you are just watching this for the very first time, you will have absolutely no idea what we mean by Legends Live. 
Where or were by you? a trip down memory lane. Where were you? Friday, 8pm. Yeah, not this Friday, don't turn yeah, up this yeah. Friday. Where were you? Just a bit of background information. Go online, you'll find the video. Yeah, if you want, uh, <laughs> we basically staged an event at the Sandy Pate Sports Bar. A massive, massive thank you to the club for allowing us to do so. It was all in aid of the Alzheimer's Society. It was called Legends Live, and we brought home Richie Barker, Adam Murray, and Paul Cox. It was a fantastic night which raised over £200 um, for the Alzheimer's Society. Thank you very much uh, for that. If you want to watch the video, it's the pin post on our Facebook page at the moment. It's also on our website and on our Twitter as well. So make sure you go and watch that. And if you want to donate, the links to donate are in the description for that video, which brings me nicely um, on to uh, this. We have obviously raised money um, through raffle tickets, through quizzes, which I didn't do, which I'm sure you two were glad for. Yes. Yep. Um, but we've also raised money through these. If you want to go and show the the camera, you can lash, oh, allow you to get up. That's it. Uh, the Mansfield Matters uh, mugs, Legends Live mugs. Initially, we had twenty of these made, um, and then on the night we oversold them, so we've had some more made. Um, they are on sale. We still have a couple of them left. For just a fiver, you can buy one of those mugs and be entered into a brand new raffle draw. The original mugs were for the Frank Lampard signed shirt, which was won by Mark Eastwood. He was very happy uh, with that. We have got a brand new prize draw um, for you for if you buy a Mansfield Matters commemorative mug. Um, for just a fiver, um, we'll sort the links out later on. But it is this. Another Mansfield Town shirt, if you'd like to do the same again. Uh, means Cam's got to get up. Pay an extra for this. I know you don't get paid for this. <laughs> As you can see on the screen, um, there are signature two signatures on there. One is Stuart Watkins, the other is Paul Cox. This is our Mansfield Matters Legends Live stag shirt signed by not one but two promotion winning Mansfield Town managers. And buying one of those Mansfield Matters mugs will get you in the draw to win that shirt and some other stags related prizes. If you want a Mansfield Matters mug, um, go to our website www mtfcmatters.co.uk and click on the Legends Live page where you will find the uh, link to uh, to order a Mansfield Matters Legends Live mug and of course that all important Legends Live video that is just about it for this week but before we go let's turn our attentions to Saturday Newport County at the One Course Stadium one thing which is guaranteed Nate is goals there's always goals when we play Newport so watch it be a new and uh, I'll draw yeah absolutely uh, that I'll your prediction? What would you? What are you going to go for for Saturday? I fancy us. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Newport are going to be up there this season. They did well last season, but looking at the league, they've not really brought in many players that are going to do much in this uh, in this league. And I believe they're having a few money troubles as well. So um, I'm hoping that we'll go out, continue what we've done in pre-season. And I fancy us for a uh, a solid two-nil win. Cam, uh, hopefully no car problems for Craig. Yeah, I would like that. I would very much like that. That was a long, cold day. Yeah. But, um, oh, I'm not sure. I reckon 2-1 stags. I just want us to start yeah. well and to simply win because, as you said earlier on, Nathan, it, it is about Flickcroft getting a win and getting that support behind him going into... Especially you know, if we've not had a first league win, home win yet, have we? No, so under Flickcroft. So that, 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 that sort of itch does need scratching. 
so to speak, as well. Well, that is just about it for this week's podcast. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield always matters. Join us again next Thursday, 6.30, when myself, Nathan Edge, Cam Felton and Simon Mercer, uh, who hopefully will be back uh, with us uh, next week as well. As always, keep your comments coming in on the live video. Uh, If you're listening to the audio version of this, every Thursday, 6.30-ish, where were you? Come and join us on our Facebook page. And of course, to everyone who's watched tonight and supported all of our events, a massive, massive thank you. Series 2 is underway. The new Skybet League 2 season is about to get underway as well. There are still questions hanging over us. Will Danny Rose stay and bloom once more? Will I ever get over the departure of Paul Digby? Will David Flitcroft get his first home win as Stags manager? And can the Stags end the 2018-19 season as promotion winners? And next year starts a journey into League One. All questions we shall answer and all questions we look forward to debating and discussing as the journey continues. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. I'm Craig Priest. We'll see you next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.